0: In five, four, three. You didn't say two or one. You don't have to say two or one. Why not? You just don't. This is a fitting room podcast with your hosts Nate Adelman and AJ Volpel.
1: Hey everyone, this is Nate Adelman from the Fitting Room. You are listening to part four of our four-part tour player series part one Adam Hadwin, part two Daniel Berger, part three Jim Furyk and finally part four this episode with Patrick Reed. If you consider yourself a technical guy if you like to get really really deep into your golf equipment you will love listening to Patrick because that's exactly what he is and that's exactly what we talked about. So let's get right to it. The next thing you will hear is my conversation with Patrick Reed.
0: Hey guys, this is AJ from the Fitting Room Podcast. Want to tell you about a really awesome video that we shot in collaboration with our friends at Vice Sports. We went to Bangkok, Thailand to travel and learn about the underground golf legend that is Kiradek Afi Barnrat. We went to his house, we had some food with him, he showed us his amazing Yeezy collection all his expensive cars. He's got a couple Ferraris. He owns a driving range. He's an amazing personality that not a lot of people know about. So we wanted to get the full story. So if you go to CallawayGolf.com slash collabs, that's C-O-L-L-A-B-S. You can watch the full video. It's about 10 minutes long, super entertaining. Learn about this underground golf legend uh, that's becoming super popular on the European tour. That's CallawayGolf.com Collabs, C-O-L-L-A-B-S. Check it out.
1: All right, Patrick, thank you so much for joining us here on The Fitting Room and talking a little bit about the clubs in your bag. Oh, thanks for having me. So I'm curious to know, uh, uh, in your bag, what is the process that you go through for a club to, to warn itself in your bag?
0: Well, I
2: mean, a lot of guys are different, but for me, it's uh – it's, it's very important not only to make sure it looks good, but also for me the first thing is when I pick it up to make sure it kind of feels like it's the correct swing weight, make sure the weighting is correct. And then from there, it, you know, it's more on instead of checking, you know, lies, lofts, etc., it's more on can I hit hit the shots I need to, can I hit the flight flighted draw, can I hit the high, high cut or the low cut, You know, it's more on just comfortability to kind of work the golf ball both ways and for it to be able to react how I make a golf swing. And, uh, you know, I I put all my clubs through huge tests before they actually make it in the bag from hitting fairway bunker shots to greenside bunker shots if it's plugged to high rough, semi-rough pine needles, fairways, tees, because, uh, you know, the biggest thing is you have to be – 110% one hundred and ten percent comfortable with every shot with that golf club because if it goes into play, now all of a sudden you're in a tournament and those are you know those are game time situations. You you don't have that opportunity to be like oh I'll just drop another ball, and uh, you know so I I put my stuff through pretty rigorous and long tests before they actually go into play.
1: So how does that testing period vary with a driver versus let's say a new wedge or uh, a putter? Well, you
2: know a uh, putter. Putter's really easy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because the ball's on the ground, you're basically first seeing if the ball's rolling and then seeing if the ball's starting on the line it's supposed to be. And, you know, so for putters, putters, I feel like, is a really short, pretty, you know, pretty easy test. Um, And then, uh, you know, for like a wedge, it it just, it all depends. Um, You know, week to week, depending on if it's a firm golf course or soft golf course, you might have two different kind of wedges. But, uh, you know, for me, it's more on the kind of workability on heights, if I can hit the high flop or hit the low spinner or the low release. And, uh, you know, how is it going through the turf? Is it going through how I, how I want it to go through? And, um, you know, I, I tinker a lot with them, um, especially with wedges. And because of that, I, I like a certain way the club goes through the ground on low shots and also high shots. So on weeks like this, the players, when it's really grainy, I'm going to have probably a different wedge than if I'm up north playing on bent or
1: bluegrass Mm. that there's really no grain. So are you when you make that change, is it bounce? Is it lie? What is the change that you'd make? It's more it's more bounce. Mm -hmm. Um, You know,
2: I I try to stay consistent and I feel like you have to stay consistent on lies and loss just because that's where, you know, how far the ball's flying, you know, how the ball's supposed to react on your golf swing. So that kind of stays the same. I don't really ever change that. It, it's more on kind of the bounce and configuration of the bounce, depending on how I want that golf club entering the ground that week.
1: Now, when, when you're week-to-week week tinkering with your setup, are you doing that yourself? Do you like to get there and, and uh, grind away? And are you checking swing weights by yourself and adding a little weight if you need to? Or do you trust the guys on the truck for that sort of thing?
2: No, you know, I, I I don't grind anything. Um, I annoy the guys on the van to do that <laughs> for me. I, you know, I, I let the guys and the professionals grind the wedges, and, uh, you know, the guys on the van have done a great job on being able to grind wedges for different terrains and different co- and kind of what I'm looking for. Uh, you know, because of how how touchy I am and, you know, how feel-oriented I am I- in my hands and in my swing, the li- the lofts and the, the lies have always been been pretty easy for us mm-hmm. uh, it's the bounce that the guys always have to kind of grind here and there that's why normally you'll see my 60 degree especially will usually have some uh, lead tape on it because mm-hmm. of having to peel off some of the heel or the toe or the back of the club and then getting it back up to the swing right
1: weight. now the Callaway golf company as you as you well know we love to release products very, very regularly. So, uh, out of all the pro- clubs in your bag, which is the easiest and which is the hardest when we come out with something new to to try to switch out? I would say the hardest is uh the hardest is the driver. I feel like um, because
2: you know it, it's the one club that it, that's where that's where golf starts. You know, y- you step up on the first tee box; it's a driver usually. You step up on these things, and you have to. You have to be comfortable with that club because you have to play from the fairway. And, you know, for me, for some reason, because I'm a shorter in length shaft, yet I want to get the swing weight up, There, there's a lot of rat glue that has to go inside it and, or a lot of lead tape. The problem with lead tape on a driver, when you're striking a tee, the tee will try to peel it. Right. So uh, you have to go inside the head to do the weighting. Mm-hmm. And usually that, you know back in the day that'd be that'd be a huge issue right. but uh you know nowadays especially with the epic driver i felt like the biggest key with that is with having two weight slots dead in the center of the club face one closer to the face and one all the way in the back with keeping it in the center when you add all that weight in the middle the cg stays in the middle of the club face right so the cg doesn't move so when you actually hit it in the center of club face the ball goes so much farther right and um yeah, you know, so I'm touchy so on that where I'll actually find the CG in the golf on the golf clubs when I'm hitting. Right.
1: It, so. so, you're playing the sub zero, Epic sub zero with the weights. How do you do you know how you have the weights configured front to back?
2: Yeah, well, I have 10 in the front and 14 in the back. Um
1: that's a pretty hefty setup.
2: It is. I I you know, and I, I have to go heavy cuz I go shorter in shaft Right. and uh you know, if I were to go lighter in the head, well, the problem is the shaft being the short Length that it is, my swing weight would be too light. That I wouldn't be able to feel it.
1: Right, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, that uh, y- to play a shaft at a certain length, you have to have a certain head weight. But it's up to you how you do it. Now, when you in clubs where you add glue to the head, where do you instruct the guys on where you want that glue to to be located? Well, it all depends. Um,
2: you know, it depends on the actual head, because mm-hmm. some will be you'll some you'll hit it without weight and it'll either go right or go left. You know, or go too high or too low, you know, not spin enough. So you kind of, it it just varies from head to head. Um, You know, me naturally liking to see a draw. uh, I mean, if I were were to probably tell them where to put just off of a stock, I'd probably say closer to the heel. But at the same time with me, I I love to find that CG. So the more weight I start putting off center, you know, the CG will move a little bit. Therefore, I'll try to find it.
1: Right. Now, let's rewind a, a few months back when you were getting fit for Epic. Um, during that process, how much, uh, I know you, you rely on what it looks like, what it feels like. How much do you use technology in that process, whether it's Trackman or another type of launch monitor? Uh, well, I mean, d- that's usually kind of where you start. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you always can start on Trackman, just kind of see is it spinning too much? Is it not spinning enough? How is it launching? etc but uh, you know I use it a little bit but not not that much uh, I'm, a, I'm a field guy I, I like to kind of see and visual if I see it kind of flying and it's kind of having that shape then you know I know what to do from there but uh, you know that was actually probably one of the longer processes I had was uh, trying to get into epic um, because it, it's a, it's such a hot driver it goes so much farther than my double black diamond and also, because of that, it, it it launches a little higher and doesn't spin as much, which is perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's exactly what everyone wants. Right thing was it, it took me a while to find one that I felt comfortable. I could go ahead and turn and draw mm. because it was knocking off the spin. Right and uh, you know now we finally got one that I feels really good. I mean, I'm, I'm still tinkering with it. I've al- I mean, I'll always be tinkering with it. Right, but um, you know, I, I just thought the difference from you know last year's driver to this year's driver, it was just it was amazing to see how nothing could change on swing wise yet you could gain 15 20 yards just like that mm-hmm. and you know it was impressive to see and you know the the misses seemed to be a little bit more narrow which uh you it's know never a bad is, thing no, it's a great thing <laughs> especially for guys on tour but also a great thing for you know the amateurs and the regular uh you know the regular guys who go out and play weekend golf because you know they're not going to hit the center of the club face as much as we are out here right and because of that you know, if they go ahead and miss it instead of being in the right trees, they might just be in the right rough.
1: Mm. So uh, AJ and I love talking with uh, a lot of our, the guys on our staff. uh, But the thing that's unique is everyone has a little bit different perspective. And I'm really enjoying hearing your perspective because you're probably one of the most detail oriented with his equipment out of, out of most of the guys on our staff. And uh, I know I certainly appreciate that because these are instruments that you make your living with, right? They need to be, uh, they need to be exactly what you, what you want them to be. Um, so digging a little deeper, we'll, we'll dig a little into irons here. So, uh, you have a, uh, unique iron setup. You have, uh, the muscle backs for, um, your five through your pitch, uh, but your three and your four iron are, an uh, X forge. Can you talk me through the process to why you, I guess, why you have the split set, uh, how you chose where to split them? and what what benefits does that give you
2: well uh, i've always loved the workability and the shot making you're allowed to do with blades Mm -hmm. you know the less material there and the more blade kind of looking iron the more you can hit different trajectories different curves you know different kind of shots so the more you get to the cavity backs or or the more the balls can get higher and go straighter it's not going to want to curve as much and uh you know, so for me, I, I I wanted to stay in blades as as far up the set as I could, but then, you know, what I realized once you got to that four and three iron, you need height, especially out here on tour where greens are firm, and then also out of the rough, trying to hit a four or three iron out of the rough, the ball's just gonna fall out of the sky. So you need some help, you know, some help getting the ball off the ground. So that's why I went to that kind of set, and uh, you know, because of that, it allows me to launch them if I need to, or all at the same time because they're a, you know, more, pro, I would call more professional cavity back. They're not mm.
1: really, you know, really bulky and thick. Mm. You can still lean on it and hit the low one if you want to. Nice. So um, one of the questions we, we always like to ask as well is, uh, what is something we can't see in your bag that's a unique spec or unique setup uh, that we wouldn't know otherwise, whether it's an extra wrap here or there, a little weight under the grip, you know, something that's, uh, I know you got to have something in there that, that we can't see. That's like mm. a little secret weapon, man. Uh, actually,
2: yeah, uh, you know, I, I mean, I don't really have anything secret in my in, in the bag, honestly. Um, the only thing I would say is probably my putter. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I have seven wraps of double-sided tape underneath the grip. There you
1: go. That's something. So, uh, there you go.
2: You know, I've just know kind our, of I've kind of been a guy that, you know, I go for not only size but you know more shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it has to have the right shape. So. You know the Iomic grip I've always putted with when uh, the mid size is the correct size, but I I just didn't like the edges of it. It wasn't sharp enough,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, you know the regular size ha- standard has the nice sharp edges on on the edge side. So I, I put my hands on. And I was like, I love this, but it's like half the size I need. Right. So we're like, all right, well let's just start building up. Right. So uh, Johnny actually started uh, on the van. He started just putting pieces on. He goes, does this feel? Needs more. No more. He goes, all right. How's this feel? Needs more. And the next thing you know, we came down to uh, to figure out that seven that I need underneath it for it to feel where I need it.
1: And when you add that much weight to the grip, did you have to do anything to the head as well? Yeah, they uh, had to
2: actually. Uh, I think they put two tungsten plugs inside the head to uh, you know to kind of get it up to weight. But um, you know the good thing is with adding all that weight and then all the grip weight, y- you would think the putter would be overall too heavy. The overall s- actual weight of it. But, uh, you know, with being at th- 33 and a quarter inch finish, being that short, it actually allows uh, the
1: weight to feel nice. Perfect. Yeah, yeah that's, uh, that sounds pretty specced out there yeah. for you. Oh, yeah. Cool, well, Patrick, thank you so much for taking the time to stop by the fitting room. We, we, we really enjoyed talking with you. And hopefully as we get uh, some, I'd say it's a challenge to our R&D team, as we come out with new stuff, it's got up to be up to your specs to be able to earn its way into your bag. Oh, I appreciate it. And you all are doing a great job. Thank you.